The following podcast contains strong language, adult humor, and opinions that are solely that of the host unless stated otherwise and should not be taken seriously by anyone. Listener discretion is advised. If you're easily offended, sensitive, or under the age of 18, please just stop listening and go do something else. Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Thank you. Microphone check, one, two, three. Welcome, 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 welcome. To Anthony Gaston's The B-Mike Podcast, I am your host, Anthony Gaston. This is episode number 32. Keeping it moving, season three, yeah! All the round of applause in the world. I hope everybody has had a great weekend. Sorry for no Tuesday pod, I was gonna put it out, but I realized that I was talking about way more stuff (laughs) that I probably should be talking about. So, I I canned it, I put it away. I canned it because it was too candid. Yes, yes, yes. Sometimes you gotta toss an episode. It's okay. It's okay. Because, you know, sometimes I say things and I I know that it is like the absolute worst version of what I could be saying. And in this particular instance yesterday, I recorded a sode and I realized that the topic of discussion was such a, such a, such a, such a sensitive subject, you know? I was, um, I was, I was debating whether or not I wanted to answer the question that was raised on the Joe Budden podcast a few uh, episodes ago. And the question was, you know, when were, when were you hardest to love, you know? And and Ice, he responds to this question in such a way that was, oh my God, it touched my soul. You know, when, when he responded, I'm like, wow, I feel that response. I'm not going to put up the response on this episode because if I do, I'm going to want to talk about the subject. Duh. So I'm going to save it for my B plus episode. <laughs> and that'll be like the whole discussion, you know? <laughs> yeah. So... But right now, you're just gonna get me uh, being silly and talking about other stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Martha Stewart is on the cover of Sports Illustrated. I think I might just do a whole, whole 15 minute segment talking about Martha Stewart on the, the cover of Sports Illustrated. Because I woke up and I saw that today and literally my heart sank to the bottom of my foot and I was like, wow, Martha Stewart looks horrendous. <laughs> like, I don't think old women understand that. As you get older, your age kind of defines you, right? And this is no offense to all of you old ladies, you know. Uh, I'm one person who would be totally okay with getting a... Um, uh, uh, a cougar, not a cougar. What do they call it? a sugar mama? 
Throw me some, throw me some change every once in a while. You know what I'm saying? I might throw you some D every once in a while. It's, you know, it's a, it's a great exchange. You know, <laughs> prostitution is the oldest, oldest uh, profession in, in in the world, if I'm not mistaken. So you know, you want to change, you want to trade some some old box for some young meat and some money, you know, you do it, you make the exchange. <laughs> but in the particular instance of Martha, Martha Stewart, I, Stewart I, I don't know if I would touch her. <laughs> I'm going to hell. Okay, I'm pulling up the picture right now so that I can look at it again. I want to, uh, I want to be reminded of this nightmarish ghoul that they got on <laughs> And they got on Sports Illustrated. So they had a trans woman first, and now they got Martha Stewart. <laughs> I had never seen. <laughs> I don't know if I should be the one having the topic on trans athletes or not, but didn't one of them beat the shit out of a bunch of women? So I, I, I don't think I should be okay with that. All right. But, uh, oh, my God. Okay, this Martha Stewart picture. <laughs> Literally, Martha Stewart in this picture looks like every single thing hurts. <laughs> she looks like a Madame Tussaud wax sculpture got too hot, bro. <laughs> Why is her skin waxy and melting? She looked like the one yellow Cheeto in a bag of hot Cheetos. <laughs> like, why? Why would you put this on a Sports Illustrated cover, bruh? She literally looks like somebody got a, a fucking gallon jug of water, stuck that shit in the freezer, froze it, took it out the freezer, cut the fucking plastic off of it, and put that shit outside on a hot summer day. She looks fucking melted. <laughs> like, literally, you can see, you can see in the back of her hair, if you look really, really, really close, you can see the hairpins that are holding her cheeks back to make her look 40 years <laughs> Martha Stewart looks horrible. She looks horrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. It's like I either woke up today and chose violence or Martha Stewart. It's violence, goddammit. <laughs> Not fucking with Martha Stewart right now. She looks terrible. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. She looks terrible. Okay. Botox is not for everybody. Botox after a certain age should be prohibited. If anything, all whatever surgery she has should look prohibited. It look, her legs look like the legs of an eight-year-old with liver spots. <laughs> okay. I'm going to hell, bro. She looks terrible. I'm such a like, <laughs>
And why is she on Sports Illustrated? What sport? What sport is Martha Stewart playing right now? Pickleball? <laughs> Wiffle ball? Bingo? What is it? <laughs> Goodness gracious, man. Everybody's mad at John Morant. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm using this round of applause to, to, to ease the tension in the room. <laughs> More like the tension on Martha, Stewart, Martha Stewart's skin, am I right? Am I right? <laughs> All right, no more Martha Stewart jokes. I'm leaving her alone for the rest of the pod. <laughs> I promise. Everybody's mad at John Moran again. He's brandishing more firearms on the internet. Uh, he was on an Instagram live video listening to some NBA young boy, and he had a gun, a handgun, a little, probably like 22. It looked like it didn't look, it didn't look huge. It didn't look like it. Pro it looked, it, it probably could have been a Glock, like 19 or something. But it was small. It was tiny, and he was flashing it for about not even a whole second. And. Uh, and everybody's mad at him again, you know, and, and I don't understand the outrage. It's selective, selective outrage, that hot buzzword of the world. Uh, why are we mad at Ja Morant for having a gun? That's the question I want to ask myself, okay, or ask the world. I'm, I'm, I'm asking anybody listening. Why are we mad at Ja Morant for brandishing a firearm? Is he doing it recklessly? To an extent, yes. He's doing it in a, in, a pub, in, in a way of public display that is unnecessary. You know, it's on Instagram Live and whatnot. But I raised the question. If he was in a shooting range and the gun was a rifle and he was shooting at a target and it was a controlled environment, controlled everything, he had on his, you know, ear protection, his goggles, and he was just shooting a, a, a rifle in a controlled environment, a gun range, a shooting range, would the outrage be the same? The only reason I'm asking that is because the issue seems to be with the fact that he just has a gun. He had a gun in a strip club, he had a gun in a car. So in these circumstances, the world or the media or these sensitive Fucks on the internet are mad at him for displaying the fact that he has a gun. Even some other podcasters in this fellow space are <clears throat> speaking on it in a way where it's like, John Moran is an idiot. If this was 1990s and he was doing all this type of stuff, somebody would have choked him out and took his gun and beat him up and blah, blah, blah. This is, this, is, this is what people are actually saying. This is not me putting on a, 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 a voice for this pod. I'm not potting right now. This is actually what people are saying. And I wonder to myself, like, would they feel that same way if it was different, different situations that he was brandishing the firearm, you know? Because for me, personally, if you're asking me, no one, no one asks me, but I'm just saying, you know, this is my pod. I can talk about these things. I'm just saying. John Moran isn't doing anything. He's not doing anything wrong, per se. You know, if he listens to the music that comes out today that literally glorifies the activity that he's doing, uh, they're mad at him for going to certain quote-unquote neighborhoods that he shouldn't be in. 
and he's just you know he's he's young he's younger than me he's like 22 you know he he, he he's worth like half a billion dollars he's probably getting that like in a year so of course he's gonna be a little reckless and wild he's a young kid but at the same time should we be punishing should he get suspended from team activities for just having a gun and maybe it is it is the nba they have their own private rules and stuff like that maybe they have a clause that states hey you know we don't we don't associate with rifles we don't associate with guns we don't do all this and that and if they did i understand that there are consequences to his actions but should there be public outrage in regards to it i think not ha Ooh, that's how I feel about it. Honestly, that's how I feel. Um, they fired Doc Rivers. Uh, I know sports talk is boring for for some, uh, but in NBA, in the NBA, it's very interesting that these these coaches are just being fired left and right. It's like you know, all jobs are disposable. You know, even if you're a coach of an nba team you can you can lead your team to the second round multiple multiple times because i as a clippers fan i'm someone who who has suffered from the horrible coaching of doc rivers for years okay for years damn near a decade okay of him literally being the epitome of the worst sort of coach that you can have in a playoffs predicament uh he doesn't make the right adjustments he doesn't he, it doesn't seem like he has a voice in the ear of his players and overall he's just a bad coach i don't care that he won a championship with the boston celtics i, I really don't he overall is a bad coach he deserved to get fired now did monty williams and mike budenholzer of the bucks bucks deserve to get fired that that is where I, that is where I pontificate a little bit more. And I'm like, huh, I don't know, man. Mike Budenholzer has had the books at least at number one for what, like three years. They won a championship with, with the Bucks, or he's won a championship with the Bucks, And yet they still fire him, you know? And who knows? We'll see how, how things look next season. I guess the only way for me to answer this question is to wait to see how this all works out. The Philadelphia 76ers, I don't think they're going to do anything next season. Uh, <clears throat> there has been like fumblings of articles and stuff that I've been seeing about Tyron Lue not being a part of the Clippers next season. But I'm like 99% certain that Tyron Lue is there to stay. And we'll see. Basketball is interesting. I don't even care about the playoffs right now. But in the four teams that I see that are all in the running, I have Miami winning it all that is my take and i'm sticking to it okay Ugh. now enough sports talk well wait 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 apparently in this john morant thing i just got a quick update apparently he issued an apology and you wrote the, the apology using chat gpt so yo shout out to john morant for real man you get a round of a big round of applause Using chat GPC. Uh, one day, this podcast will be run by AI, and <laughs> <laughs> and I won't even have to do it anymore. And I'll just be robots. 
talking about, I don't know, whatever the fuck we're about to talk about. <laughs> I cannot wait. Literally cannot wait. Um, in other news, uh, I, oh, quick, another update. So a couple, couple pods ago, I mentioned having to wait for my background check to clear to get this freaking job or to start this job because I already technically have it, but I had to wait till Nevada background checks come through and it finally did. Round of applause. So excited to finally start working. So I'm officially licensed in Nevada to practice. Uh, that's going to be very, 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 very fun. Uh, very fun. Now, I want to spice up this episode a little bit and uh not in a negative way i promise i uh so one thing that i've been having trouble dealing with right like this is i'm, I'm trying to shift this into a mental health podcast so one let me talk about some mental health topics uh one thing that i've been dealing with lately right is is getting over a breakup and uh i hate to even just continue to talk about it but I feel like I'm literally, I, I literally have not been able to just feel through my feelings and get them all out and just get over everything. You know, for some reason, I have a very, very hard time with getting over breakups, right? Uh, I haven't talked to my therapist yet. I will. I will. Excuse me. I'm dropping stuff. I will soon enough, right? But uh, what, I'm, what, what I'm doing today is I'm asking AI. <laughs> I'm asking the AI uh, interview questions basically uh, they're posing as a mental health expert and I just want to kind of get uh, some answers and try to see if the AI can help me get over my breakup <laughs> it helped me get over my breakup easier than what I have been doing because my strategies clearly don't work. Uh, I still want to text the girl every single day and I can't, so I don't. But <laughs> so I'm here. And now I'm going to try uh, asking some questions to the AI. So round of applause for ChatGPT. <laughs> and let's see what ChatGPT has to say. So first question, I'm sure I'm not the only one who relates to this topic, so uh, especially when it comes to breakups, they, they can be painful, difficult to overcome, especially when there's like no closure or communication with that ex-partner. And that's what I was looking for is, you know, some closure and communication. But I feel like because I'm going through that challenge of not being able to speak to that person, they don't want to speak to me clearly. And that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that part. I'm not angry at that person, but closure would be nice. <laughs> but it's okay. I'm not going to get that. So my question to the AI is, what are some common challenges that people face when they go through a breakup like this, when there is no closure, when there, you know, no way to close the gaps in that relationship. And this is what Dr. Smith, my artificial intelligence uh, mental health expert, has responded. So breakups are hard. 
They're always hard, but they can be particularly devastating when there is no contact or explanation from the other person. This can leave the person who was broken up with feeling confused, rejected, angry, betrayed, or even guilty. They may wonder what they did wrong, what they could have done differently, or if there is still a chance to get back together. They may also have trouble accepting the reality of the situation and letting go of their hopes and expectations for the relationship. <sighs> well, AI, that sounds very difficult, right? Uh, so the next question is, how can you cope with these feelings and the thoughts, you know, of feeling guilty, betrayed and everything like that? So the AI's answer, the first thing I would say is that it's normal and natural to feel these emotions and have these questions after a breakup. It's part of the grieving process that we all go through when we lose someone we love. However, it's important not to get stuck in these feelings and thoughts for too long because they can prevent us from healing and moving on with our lives. There are some strategies that can help us cope with a breakup and find closure within ourselves, even if we don't get it from the other person. What are some of these strategies you may be asking? Well, one of them is to practice self-compassion. Okay, this is what I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm reading out loud, but I'm also... <laughs> I'm reading it out loud, but I'm also taking it in. So, so one of them is to practice self-compassion. This means being kind and understanding towards ourselves rather than being harsh or critical. We need to acknowledge that we are hurting and that we deserve care and support. We need to remind ourselves that we are not alone in this experience, that many people have gone through similar situations and have survived and thrived. We need to recognize that we are not defined by this relationship or this breakup, and that we have many other qualities and strategies that can make us who we are. And what else can we do? Another strategy is to express our emotions in a healthy way. This can be done by talking to someone we trust, such as a friend, a family member, or a therapist. And also can also be done by writing in a journal, making art, listening to music, or doing any other activity that allows us to release our feelings and thoughts. By expressing our emotions, we can process them and make sense of them rather than bottling up and avoiding them. Oh, just from that part alone, I know that this podcast is my way of expressing myself and getting out those thoughts and emotions and stuff. So. I'm trying, I'm trying, AI, I'm trying, I promise. Uh, let me see if there are any other tips. So one more strategy from the AI is to focus on ourselves and our growth. This means taking care of our physical and mental health by eating well, sleeping well, exercising regularly, and doing things that make us happy and fulfilled. It also means setting goals for ourselves and pursuing our passions and interests. By focusing on, focusing on ourselves, we can regain our sense of self-worth and confidence, as well as discover new opportunities and possibilities for our future. Wow, that was like really great advice. I think I'm gonna start running tomorrow. <laughs> I'm serious. I think I'm gonna start running tomorrow. Like, I listened back to the, uh, to the earlier episodes of this podcast. And one thing that I forgot is that when I was first, first, first doing this, like every morning before I podcast, I would wake up, work out, meditate, you know, and then I would podcast. But now I feel like I'm just uh, kind of just waking up, feeling bleh, and then <laughs> and then I'll podcast. And it, the, I feel like the energy, the 
just the feel of the podcast kind of changes when I do that. So I'm, I, I think I need to get back in another routine of just taking better care of myself for sure. Uh, I know I, I have changed my diet like drastically. Like, I, I mean, I still eat junk food and stuff, but I am from a carnivorous human being to a vegetarian. Uh, and I'm sticking to that. And honestly, like, I don't even have an appetite for like meats or anything like that anymore. So I'm trying there. Uh, but I do need to, I think I do need to get back into like a workout routine, getting back in shape, you know, running and doing some arm workouts and stuff. Cause I'm gaining weight, which is good for me, but at the same time, I need to also be gaining, you know, need to be working out again. It's been, a, it's been a long time. Uh, I wish I had more questions for this thing, but I don't have any right now, but that is, I really like AI. I think I'm just gonna and call my therapist and cancel and just <laughs> 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 and just start using artificial intelligence. <laughs> oh, so I asked something. I did get another question. I just asked, uh, basically asking, is it healthy to get into another relationship after a breakup? Uh, <laughs> now I don't just jump in relationships, but I, I. I could be a little hoe sometimes, <laughs> and if I'm single, I'll be single for sure. And I just start, I act like a rabbit. But uh, so I ask, is it healthy? And the response from the AI is actually pretty, pretty good. And it says, uh, there is no definitive answer to whether it is healthy or not to get into another relationship after a breakup. It depends on many factors, such as the reason for the breakup, the length and quality of the previous break relationship, the level of emotional attachment and closure, and the readiness and willingness to start a new relationship. Some people may benefit from taking some time to heal and focus on themselves before dating again. They may need to grieve the loss of their ex-partner, process their feelings and thoughts, learn from their mistakes, and rebuild their self-esteem and confidence. They may also need to set boundaries and limit contact with their ex-partner, especially if they're blocked or unresponsive. This can help them accept the reality of the situation and let go of their hopes and expectations for the relationship. Other people may find that getting into another relationship after a breakup can help them move on and find happiness again. They may have already done the work of healing and growing from the previous relationship or may feel that they're ready to explore new possibilities and opportunities for love. They may also have a positive and optimistic attitude towards dating and relationships and a clear sense of what they want and need in a partner. Ultimately, the decision to get in another relationship after a breakup is a personal one that only you can make. There is no right or wrong answer as long as you are honest with yourself and your potential partner about your intentions and feelings. You should also be respective of your ex-partner's feelings and wishes and avoid comparing them to your new partner or using them as a rebound. <laughs> you should also be aware of the potential risks and challenges of starting a new relationship after a breakup, such as unresolved issues, emotional baggage, trust problems, or unrealistic expectations. The most important thing is to listen to your heart and your gut and do what feels right to you. You deserve to be happy and loved, whether that means being single or being in a relationship. Whatever you choose, make sure you take care of yourself and your mental health. Round of applause. That was awesome. Thank you, ChatGPT. I'm working on myself. I'm, I promise I'm working on myself. 
And although it may not seem like it, I am, okay? I am. <laughs> I feel like I should ask ChatGPT, like, why do I, uh, why do I, what is, dang it. I was just talking about this on the pod the other day. Why do I like lean into the negative? What is, what is the word I'm looking to? Not lean, it's something else. Why do I embrace the negative? Why do I embrace pessimism? <laughs> I'm losing my mind and I want to know why. <laughs> I always spell pessimism wrong. Uh, let me see. I'm wondering though, this is a really good question because I do, I do embrace the bad stuff. <laughs> Ooh, I like these answers already. So <laughs> I'm sick. Yet. <laughs> oh my God, is this a mental health podcast or not? Jeez. <laughs> Oh God, so <laughs> ChatGPT has responded. There is no simple answer to why you embrace pessimism. But based on some web search results, there are some possibilities, explanations, and implications. And here are some points to consider. Pessimism is a tendency to expect the worst and focus on the negative aspects of situations. It can be influenced by many factors, such as genetics, family dynamics, past experiences, and social and environmental conditions. People don't ever focus on the sociological conditions that lead to the way that somebody is. But uh, moving on, uh, <laughs> pessimism <laughs> can have some benefits, such as making you more realistic, cautious, and prepared for challenges. It can also help you resist false advertising, propaganda, and manipulation. Some people use a strategy called defensive pessimism, which involves setting low expectations and imagining worst case scenarios to reduce anxiety and increase motivation. That's me, goddammit. <laughs> pessimism can also have some drawbacks though. Ooh. <laughs> Such as affecting your mental and physical health, happiness, relationships, and performance. It can make you more prone to depression, anxiety, stress, hostility, high blood pressure, and heart disease. Ooh. It can make you more prone to depression. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Not high blood pressure, no! <laughs> Not heart disease! No! Nah! <laughs> 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 oh shit, it can also make you less resilient, optimistic, and hopeful. Who needs hope? Pessimism is not a fixed trait that you cannot change. You can learn to adopt and, uh, ooh, sorry, let me get my, my, my grammar right. You can learn to adopt a more balanced and flexible perspective that incorporates both positive and negative aspects of reality. 
You can also practice self-compassion, express your emotions in healthy ways, focus on your growth and your goals, and seek professional help if needed. That really helped me understand my pessimism more, and um, <laughs> and maybe I shouldn't embrace the negative. Like maybe I should just like embrace only like a little bit of it, you know? <laughs> it's like like a tiny bit of pessimism, you know? Just like. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I just need like a little bit. <laughs> it's pessimism, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, man! Shout out to ChatGPT and all the mental health experts who. Uh, who I'm trying to join one day. One day, I, I, I'm studying psychology, so it's like I'm trying. I'm trying. God. Uh, <laughs> All we can do is try. Jeez, you miss like 100% of the shots you don't take, and sometimes you miss some of them you do. God, just try it. Just freaking try it. God. <laughs> oh God, I need professional mental help myself. <laughs> Who's the therapist's therapist, okay? God. <laughs> it's not me, don't come to me. Goodness, I'm no expert, I'm just a podcaster. God. And a comedian, barely. Goodness, ew. Did like two sets, a total of like 15 minutes. Not even really, God. I'm no expert in nothing, God, leave me alone. <laughs> Jesus. I'm trying, okay, I'm trying. It's all I can do. God. Trying to go to school, but I don't even really like it. <laughs> I want to become a therapist, but I don't even really like people. God. I don't want to hear about your issues. Go fix them yourself. <laughs> Leave me alone. Go ask ChatGPT. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Losing my mind, man. God. Let me lose it on my own in peace. It's fun this way. I like it. <laughs> It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> Clearly I'm having so much fun uh, with my slowly decaying brain. It's awesome! 
It's awesome. It's fun. I wonder if it's because of marijuana or like beer, alcohol. God, I'm just like so. Ah, I'm just on a couch, flattened out like a commercial in the '90s. Ah, tobacco is bad, dude. No. <laughs> 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 Thank you for listening. If you're listening to this still, I hope you aren't losing your mind like me. <laughs> and if you are, just like pray, because God has us. He's got our back. God. <laughs> Always pray. Patience is water. Jesus, man. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna cut this podcast off. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. It's over. It's over. God. I'm tapping out. Okay, uncle. Uncle. I'm saying uncle. God. I <laughs> uh, hope everybody has a great uh, Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening to me lose my mind. And, uh, oh God, I really don't want to stop. Like, has anybody ever talked about Jada Pickett Smith? <laughs> and, like, dude, she's not like, God, what's up with all these old women actresses with all these bosses? <laughs> like, she looks crazy, man. God. Like, I don't think anybody's ever, ever noticed that. Like, Jada Pickett literally looks like Roger from American Dad. Like, God. <laughs> Like, God, if you put any wig on Roger, that's Jenna Pickett, man, God. Thank goodness, can we stop lying to ourselves? Roger from the American Dad is Jenna Pickett, so we're like, God. <laughs> okay, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> okay don't forget to subscribe to anthony gash the podcast plus on apple podcasts and uh the book club i'm gonna delay it until next wednesday but it is still coming and then the B-plus episode will be on Friday. So everybody have a great day. Thank you. Thank you again. Oh, God, that was, that was fun. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>